What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Anard Podcast, the podcast about filmmaking, TV, and marketing. My name is Louis Lemayende, and welcome to a brand new episode. Um, if you're new, uh, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Uh, I'm super excited. Uh, this is episode 42. And hope you guys are good. Hope you guys are well, staying safe, you know, away from COVID and all those things. And yeah, so uh, I'm super excited today. Uh, I have a lot, of, a lot of cool topics to talk about. Um, the first thing I wanted to talk about was like the Predator lawsuit. So um, if you don't know what the Predator lawsuit is, basically uh, it's been in the news since last year. So basically what happened is the writers who wrote the movie Predator, I think in 1984 or something, on, you know, um, they are suing uh, Disney for their rights to their franchise. You know, um, so basically what happens in the U.S. in terms of their copyright law, when filmmakers, uh, writers create work, after 35 years, the rights revert back to them. So they have been suing 20th Century Fox, which is owned by Disney, which was, you know, uh, acquired by Disney. And they wanted to get their rights back for their IP. So that was pretty exciting. It made a lot of big news. And it's something that made me think a lot about creative ownership, owning your own IP. Um, But I, I also something that was... You know, they just reported, I think today or yesterday, is that the writers have settled their their lawsuit with Disney. So instead of getting the IP back, it looks like they came to an amicable agreement between Disney. So I'm guessing they got paid again because they wanted to to get their franchise back. Um, What is interesting about this whole Predator lawsuit thing is that Disney already had like a Predator movie, which was called Skulls, ready to be released. So obviously all this legal trouble was going to prevent them from releasing uh, that movie. Um, it's really weird how studios, you know, as a writer, you can write something and then the studio will own it forever for a long time. And they'll make sequel on sequel on sequel on sequel, you know, and most creatives and filmmakers don't own this content like that. And that's how it's been going. And uh, one thing that I've been thinking about is that like when filmmakers own their content and their IP, they stand a chance to make a lot more money. If you look at people like Tyler Perry, you know, he has ownership in his movies. So every time his movies play every Christmas, even if there's a Tyler Perry festival on any channel or broadcaster, he gets paid. Because he didn't just get fully funded from the studios. He put some of his money into his movies. So he has ownership, back-end points. And it's just something that made me think a lot about creative ownership, owning your productions. You know, I've noticed a lot of productions that happen here in South Africa in terms of producing stuff for multi-choice and Mnet. Yes, they create great shows, great soapies. But what sucks is that multi-choice is commissioning those shows and they own them. You know, so just because someone is producing a soapy doesn't mean, you know, it just means that um, after they've produced like 300 episodes, the broadcaster will just 
redub the episodes in Portuguese and Spanish and sell it all, all over the world and make more money off the show. Versus if the creators own the content, they could do that and make money on a consistent basis. You know, so that's something that I've been thinking about. Um, I think I, when I attended the Darren Film Festival, uh, one of uh, one of the producers from Anand Singh's uh, production company spoke about like how things are hectic now in the film industry in terms of like, you know, not being able to make money in theaters, obviously because of COVID. And he decided to pivot and produce a SOP for ETV, which is called House of Zwede. So they were like, you know what, we just decided to pivot and become a hired gun, uh, which is a little sad, but I guess they, you know, they need to pay the bills, need to pay the rent. But what sucks is they can produce all this content for ETV, but ETV is going to own it forever. Uh, which made me think about like owning content. You know, it, it, I feel like it's the way to go. It's what we should be striving for, striving to do that. That's what this Predator lawsuit made me think about. Um, let's see if you think about it, these studios and broadcasters can make a spin-off or a sequel with or without you. You know, some distributors even do that. When they distribute your film, they own it for 25 years and they can make sequels without you. You know, it's really important to know those deals, how they work, and to know what is best, what what's the best way forward. You know, so it's something something to think about, something that's you know something that was on my mind. Um, but yeah, it turns out this predator lawsuit, the the writers got paid off, so they probably got paid a lot, which is great. Maybe that's what their ultimate goal was. But imagine if they did own the franchise, they got the, to own the franchise back and didn't have the money. I mean, they could, you know, self-produce some of the content. They could literally make so much stuff. They could, I don't know what the deal is all about, if they can like start, you know, selling toys and things like that, but they could make revenue on so many fronts. They could make podcasts, they could make short films, feature films, TV shows, they could make, sell, you know, merch. Like the revenue streams are like endless. But like I said, I don't know exactly what the deal uh, consisted of, but it was really interesting. Like imagine if they did get the franchise back. Um, so yeah, something interesting. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about was the Matrix movie. I don't know if, did you guys get to watch the new Matrix, Matrix Resurrections? Uh, I hope you did, because I did. Um, I've been watching the trailer for days because I've just been excited. I tried to watch the trilogy first, the first trilogy before watching it, but I just couldn't because I just didn't have time. I watched the first movie, a bit of the first movie, just to like get myself back into it and just to prepare myself. And then when I watched The Matrix Resurrections, I was impressed, dude. I was blown away, like the story, visual effects, the action, the pacing, everything was just like, it was interesting. It was everything I wanted and more, you know? Um, something that that I've noticed is that a lot of people are like, oh, it's not as good, blah. But I'm thinking, man, do you know how much work they put in to make that movie? You know, um, for me, the, maybe the only bummer they didn't have, um, the, guy, the guy used to play Morpheus, Lawrence Fishburne, they had a new Morpheus guy. I don't know why, but it's not that a big of a deal. It's just, it is what it is. But I think they did, the directors did really well. You know, I think it was a really, really good movie. Like, 
for instance, that part where, you know, they expanded in the universe. They had a scene where they're always traveling in the ship. And then now, I think the movie sent like 20 or 60 years later or 30 years later. And people are like friends with machines now. They're working together against the bigger machine villains. So that was a really interesting little thing that I picked up. And I thought it was really cool. Um, yeah, I liked it. I mean, it sucks that it didn't make didn't make as much money in the box office. Maybe people were like watching it at home. I think it got a dual release, like theaters and cinema. Um, I wish I watched it in cinema, but hey, watching it at home was cool. So, um, but yeah, I think it was a great movie, man. Like, did you guys watch it? If you watch it, uh, drop comments below. In if you're watching this on YouTube, love to hear what you guys think about it. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, another movie that I enjoyed was King Richard starring Will Smith. Man, that movie was amazing. I've been dying to talk about it. Uh, I, 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 I watched it and it was just like emotional. It was a good family story about like tennis. Basically, if you don't know what King Richard is, it's about um, Venus and Serena Williams' sister, uh, brother, not brother, man, dad, who taught them how to play tennis and coach them. And it, it shows their eyes, how they started practicing and how they grew in until they were able to play in the tennis championships while they were young, showed their family life. I think it was a good movie, dude. I think Will Smith brought it like nobody's business. He even won a Golden Globe, you know, which is really, really great. I think his performance was great. The story was great. Even the young cast members are really, really dope. Um, I, I I read about a little bit about how the movie was made, how it was shot. You know, I saw the director was talking about how he watched a lot of tennis movies in order to prep and learn how to shoot the movie. And they also said something about like they used doubles because they're actresses that are young, they're not tennis players, so they had to use doubles. I didn't know that. Then they obviously used visual effects to superimpose the actress's face on the doubles. I didn't notice that, um, but obviously because it's a visual effects and I mean, it's a good visual effects. So good visual effects are effects that you can't see. Um, but yeah, I think it was, I think it was a cool movie. Uh, I think it was amazing actually, to be honest. I think it was a great, great, great movie. Uh, really emotional. Um, it hit all the notes, man. It was perfect. It was just freaking perfect. It was a great, great movie. Um, let me know if you guys watch King Richard, uh, and I'm actually excited to see if it's going to win an Oscar, you know, if Will Smith will win, I want to see where it's going to stand, you know? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm keen to see what will happen at the Oscars. Uh, I think, yeah, I think Will Smith was really, really good. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about was... Oh, buying gear on Facebook market. I think it's the second time I speak about this. I mean, if you are a filmmaker and you want to buy gear and you don't have that much money, buying gear on Facebook market, is just, it's just, a, it's, it's cool, man. Like I've bought so much stuff on Facebook market. I think it's much better than like the gum trees and the oil because you can sort of see if people have sold stuff before. Um, you can even see if, you know, who they are. So it, it builds a little bit of trust. So I bought, a, I bought like this lens I'm using on this camera right now. 
for like around 8K. I bought another lens that was a 32K lens for 8K. You know, I was a little skeptical at the beginning, but when I met the guy, I was like, yo, why are you selling this lens so cheap? And, you know, he was upgrading his camera. So, like, there's a lot of good, like, bargains on there. So, if you're really interested in buying second-hand gear, I think you should guys check out Facebook Marketplace. There's a lot of cool cameras. And obviously, when you buy something from there, just make sure that, you know, you meet them in public, then you check the gear before you give the person the money, and then then you pay them, you know. Um, yeah, just so you're safe, you know. But yeah, it's a really cool place to 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 check out uh, cheap gear, used gear. It's, it's really great. Um, oh, another thing I want to talk about was the new Dexter series. Uh, if I don't know, if a lot of people though that know me know I love Dexter the series. Uh, Dexter is basically a series about a serial killer who catches criminals that get away from the law like they beat the court systems and stuff so he catches them and punishes them or kills them <laughs> but it's really dark but it's it's a really good series um so it it played for like eight years on showtime and then now they made a new version of it called dexter new blood which just ended so since they came out it came out a few weeks ago i've been watching it like back to back every Sunday because it's like it's such a good show man like I think what happened is um the last season season eight ended really terribly and people hated it and then I think now the producers wanted to make a new season just to like fix what they didn't fix I don't know if there'll be another season doesn't seem likely but if there is that would be great because I'd love to fit another season um but yeah the last season didn't really end well and people hated the ending. It was sort of like Game of Thrones shitty-ish, like the same way Game of Thrones ended and everyone was unsatisfied. It was also not nice. It was a shitty ending. But this season was awesome. And like ugh, those people, the guys that created the show, like the great writers, like everything is just like top-notch. It's like really good premium drama. It felt a little different, a little unfamiliar, but still had the familiarity of the old series. And I think it was great, dude. I'm a big Dexter fan, and I think it was, like, really, really, really dope. Uh, let me know if you got to watch it, or what are you guys watching? Um, but, yeah, I think it was really, 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 really great. Um, I wish they make more seasons, honestly. Like, I wish they make more seasons. I hope it never ends, but I guess then obviously it would probably suck if they make too many seasons. But like, oh, it's just the best series ever. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, that's it for the Ironheart podcast. My name is Lungile. I hope you guys enjoyed this video, whether you're watching this on YouTube. And if you are, please hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and hit that bell button so you keep you notified every time I drop a new video. If you're listening to this, on our podcast platform, please check out the show notes. We've got an email address. Email us. Email us. We'd love to hear what you guys think. Uh, I'd love to hear from you guys what do you, you think I should talk about in the next podcast. Um, yeah, anything that you guys want to talk to me about. Anyway, this has been the Anhart Podcast, episode 42. Hope you guys are good, staying safe. I'll see you guys in the next episode. So, peace out.